TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 448, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusun, a costume designer and a TV enthusiast, hunkered down in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Craig, hunkered down in St. Louis. Hey, this is Peter in uh, West Hollywood. I uh, write for Why So Blue. <laughs> Why are we so blue? Uh... Let's get started. First up in the news, there's hardly any news. Everything is canceled. But we have movie news, which is technically not our TV campfire thing, but I'll let Tom do a really quick run-through just for the heck of it. Well, the the basic thing is Universal released three of its movies that, that just came out in theaters for uh, on-demand viewing at home. They're not for purchase yet. They're just for uh, rental but that includes Emma, the Invisible Man, and um, oh shoot, why am I forgetting the name of it? Oh, The Hunt, which was delayed from last fall because of the per- political brouhaha. Disney is released onward Friday for purchase for 19.99, and it's coming to Disney Plus I think April 3rd. So that it just came out in theaters like three weekends ago. Um, and then Universal plans to release Trolls World Tour directly to video on demand in mid-April. So we'll actually have uh, movies! Yay! Warners evidently is considering releasing Wonder Woman 1984 directly to video on demand. That's weird. I don't know. I I know. I kind of want to see that in the theater, though. That's the weird thing. Oh, and so Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, no! They can't do that! I want to see that in a big theater. Which is due to release in early June. And uh, Sony is releasing Bloodsport this Friday. Yeah, I actually, Bloodsport, I could totally just watch that on my TV. That's <laughs> It's a Vin Diesel movie. It's made for... I know, it's made it for video on demand. <laughs> I, I'll be fine watching that video on demand. Uh, oh, that was a Vin... Van Damme film a long time ago. No, 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 this is uh, different. This is a different movie. It's based on a comic book series. Oh. Not from one of the major publishers. I heard it's pretty terrible. And Vin... <laughs> it's got Vin Diesel in it. Come on. Well, I, Vin Diesel can no be. Cars. Inter- I know. I was gonna say Vin <laughs> Diesel can be entertaining. Uh, but... Yeah, that can be entertaining. Yeah. The the big uh, the big TV news is that Disney Plus confirmed that Rosario Dawson has been cast as Ahsoka Tano Woo-hoo! for Mandalorian season two. Yes, man. So. And and most people agree she's the character is the best thing about the Clone Wars series. It, she is. She's fantastic. And I, and then she's oh, in oh, Rebels. Oh. She goes to Rebels later. So that's yes, she cool. does. Isn't she kind of old? Well, when she's a little, she would be old for the time of Rebels. Yes, but in in, in not in Rebels. Mandal- in, uh, Mandalorian takes place before Episode Seven. So right, she's older. If you look at Rebels. She's older in Rebels. She's an adult in that. Oh, okay. I'm still so, in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 Yeah, she, it's, that's 20 years later, remember? So she's not a little kid anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, because so... Luke... Yeah. 
Luke and Leia are all grown up. But. Yeah. So you have to remember, she's she was like a teenager before they were born. So now she's an adult. So that works. All right, let's move on. Let's start talking about the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Westworld, which was the season three premiere. And uh, Tom, you said you had a better title for the show. Yeah, they should call it Beyond Westworld, like the 70s spinoff show. Because we're outside of Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, we're totally outside the park, and craziness is happening, and you're 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 having all these like what's really cool is seeing what the world is like outside the park. That's really mm-hmm. what the premiere was about to make you understand the landscape, and to and under- to introduce. Go ahead. And to introduce Aaron Paul's character, Caleb. Well, I mean, he's how we understand the landscape. Like through his eyes, we're learning how the world works. And then we're getting, um, uh, you get a little bit of Dolores to see her plan starting to move forward and getting an idea of what she's doing. Did you um, notice the name of the app that Caleb uses when he wants to participate in these crimes? I, uh, somebody said it. I forgot. Uh, it's Rico. <laughs> As in Rico be- violations. Ah, uh, okay. Got you. But it's so. it's pretty cool. Like I, the fact that you can just almost like a video game. Like what kind of crime would you like to commit tonight? Uh, and you pick the one you want. And you just go from there. And did anybody else see Westworld, Peter? I know you saw it. What did you think? Yeah, that was I thought it was really good. Um, I'm really curious to see um, if the plan of this season, because as you and I have talked about before. Because Dolores is so like destroy all humans because she's only her the only human she knows are like the jerk rich people that go to Westworld. So now now that she's going to be with getting to know, I'm assuming Aaron Paul as the episode ends, I'm assuming I'm wondering how that's going to change her outlook because Aaron Paul isn't rich. You know, as we see the way the system is now, he's struggling and stuff. So like that'll be I think that's an interesting idea to see how that can or can't shift her perception on human beings. Right. And hopefully I it'll it was, make her better, but we'll see. I keep telling I Peter crazy. she's the villain no. and he doesn't believe me. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah. I just don't think... I, it's not that I... It's more that what I like about Westworld is that I don't... It's not... No, don't get me wrong. She does a lot of terrible things, but um, it's, more <laughs> that I, it's more that I don't think that Westworld... I think they're kind of very honest. They're, they're pretty consciously playing with those kind of tropes. Whereas a show like Game of Thrones, I thought was always pretty black and white with stuff. Even if character doesn't mean characters couldn't be layered, they could. But like, th- I was always like, oh, that's the good person. That's the. In this with Dolores, and she does do a lot of bad things, but nah, I don't think. I would bet you if you ask the creators of Westworld, is Dolores like. A vil- a, a, like the super is she Darth Vader? They would say no, absolutely not. I don't think she is. Like I that and that's what and I think that's a good thing about Westworld. But I, I, I'm not saying, but I do think she's more of a villain that you're putting on because I really think that they're setting up Maeve to be her arch nemesis and they're going to be rivals because they're setting up Maeve to be the hero and they're setting up Dolores to definitely be the bad guy. You don't think Bernard is would be the opposite of her? He is, but that's why he's getting... But he doesn't have the power to fight her. Maeve has also always been pretty good. So I I really do think that it's going to be the two of them against each other. One is trying to destroy humanity, and one is trying to save humanity. 
And I, I'm not saying that you're not wrong, not 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 right, or about maybe Dolores can grow and become better. But right now, I don't see that that's where she is. If you if you watch all the season, all the promotional materials, the videos that HBO made before the season begins, it's pretty obvious that Dolores doesn't want humanity to survive. Yeah, she's I mean, definitely trying to viva, kill everyone. Viva, viva la robot revolution. All right. Right. But, but, but Tom, don't you think they're clearly setting up something for her to see life differently through someone like Aaron Paul? I think she... I hope so. But part of me is also suspicious that she might use him to further her ends. Yeah, well, that's true. For, yeah. for me, for me, the tipping point for Dolores was when she made Teddy go evil, season two. Yeah, when she for took me, his programming and just shifted his morality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, that's kind of like I think you are. I don't know if you can be redeemed because she obviously is sentient and she is out for revenge for what's been done to her. Right. Right. No, I would agree, and I would agree with that. And also, I just, but overall, I really liked the episode. I thought, um, I thought it was just so cool seeing Los Angeles because, like, you know, we all live in LA, and they did a pretty good job of like using parts of LA that could look futuristic. You know, having the, the new Broad Museum being the background and like things like that. I just, I really enjoyed. Uh, and then, of course, um, I, I still get a little confused with how powerful or not powerful because she gets pretty shot up at the end so it does look like she's in danger but it's not like a human getting shot up right right and she can survive a lot more damage because she doesn't really have organs she looked like she was not in a good way at the end no i'm not saying she can survive anything and and she needs to be repaired but part of it is in the game the robots were program that if they got an injury that would kill a you human, mean in the park that's what i said i meant to say yeah yeah so if if any of the robots got an injury that would have killed a human they all kind of shut down because it was in their programming but because she's overridden her programming unless she really gets damaged that damages her body to the point where she can't function she can keep moving um so anyway let's move on i think we're all saying we're in it for westworld and well, I like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I love the way what they've set up. All right, next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this episode was what happens when the NYPD interferes with a federal pro, uh, federal uh, investigation. Yep, yeah. Who wins? Right. And I'm like, uh, the feds? The <laughs> government? And they're like, not our group. Our group does not let down. We have a sniper on the roof who will take you out. Like, it was silly. It was absolutely silly. Yeah, I thought I thought that as I recall, like, sorry, because it was like you know almost a week ago. I don't totally remember it all, but yes, that whole sequence where they're at the docks and everything. I was like, what is going on here? Like, it just <laughs> felt pretty. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like I we have a sniper on the roof and we'll totally take you out. I was like, you're gonna you as a cop are gonna shoot a federal agent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a problem with that then i mean some i mean a lot even on the show they mention it you know uh cops are ex-military um so are you guys saying that she didn't have the capability no, to no, no, hit no, her no, target no. no that's not oh. my issue at all okay. my issue was okay. when was like, she actually she really make the do shot. It. yeah 
Oh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, she could wound him in the, in the, it, it was just Not a threat. That it's a caliber, game of chicken, it was, I mean. it was a threat, yes, but with the caliber of gun she was using, if she actually fired, he would be cut in half. There's no right. injuring Fine. somebody but, with that kind but, of gun. But, but, but that's not my point. I mean, I, you know, the, 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 the point is we, we don't know and they are supposed to not know. It's a Mexican standoff. Like, you know, yeah, would but my she problem really is I didn't believe it. it. No. I didn't believe the Mexican yeah, standoff. But, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm saying to me, that's fine. I mean, that's your opinion and you can have it. So I, I didn't have that wasn't my problem with that whole doc scene. My problem was that, I mean, they really seemed like it was almost comedic, like a bumbling, you know, um, crime caper or whatever. He like in full view, just bends over and tiptoes, you know, behind them. You know what I mean? To like get to the cargo you know container and then you know and i was like what does he do i mean what i was like okay so and then he just like you know gets in there you know and i was like seriously like i mean it just didn't seem like there was any real thought to it you know what i mean and i know they said they didn't have a plan but it just seemed too simple and i thought he no like are we supposed to believe that he's not going to get caught so it was just kind of paint by numbers because then it was like oh he got caught and of course, when they pull him out, he's going to see the rest of his gang. Like, I just I thought that was really uncreative, even in terms of effort. I was like that. I don't believe like maybe yeah, they the couldn't whole, come up with a better thing. Didn't work for me. My That was my yeah, problem. No, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. But that to me was the most egregious part of it, you know. But the other the other storyline, which I thought was sweet and continues to grow the characters for me, which is one of the pluses for this show, for sure. Um, they, uh, they, um, uh, with the, with the, the tough cop, the cop that got caught in the cargo container. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? I don't you know, remember. um, his whole storyline with the with his uh, former vet, uh, with his former charge or whatever, and it gave us some backstory about him in the army and this and that. And then, uh, you know, and it, it gives him more heart and all of that. Anyway, it was cute, him ending up. I knew he was going to end up with that dog when he was like, no, no, I love dogs. And I was like, oh, you're getting that dog. That well, dog is going to turn I felt like he dog. wanted to steal the dog in the first place. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, like right away. So, again, all these things, like, you know, even though they're predictable, I think they do a nice job. Well, the, the last thing one I thought was cute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The whole, that was t- my favorite part. But, but I will say this: we haven't talked about this. I don't think ever. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I think the intro, whatever they're called, you know that like snippet that happens before the credits roll or the title comes up. The teaser. Those little snippets. Well, I guess is it. I guess it's fine. A, a teaser. teaser. Yeah. It's they're hilarious. Like they've gotten better and better, and they are strictly. They're not James Bondy, and they aren't, you know, it's not tense and super, you know, exhilarating. They're hilarious. And I think, was this the week where they got the shot with, glitter. Like, the glitter bomb? Yep. Glitter yes. Bomb. And it was like, and when they deadpanned, one was a boy, one was a girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, they used, they used C4. So Who uses C4 in a gender yeah, reveal? Like, what? <laughs> Yes. Who yes. Does the that? fact that one was one was in pink and one was in blue, I was like, okay, that just took it up like a notch for me. <laughs> so I think props props to the teasers. Every week I look forward to them. I do. I think they're really, really a fun way to start a show that isn't, you know, a jokey show. So it's great. Yeah. I like it. All right, let's move on. Uh thumbs up ish, I think, for this. I mean, it's the rookie. Sure. So I'm not expecting too sure. much. All right, next exactly. up. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead, which we haven't done in 
ever. Well, not ever, but like in a really long time. And only because this is the episode before Michonne's last episode, which is next week. So I know what happened in the episode, but Greg, you wanted to talk about it real quick. What, what was, why was this episode such a big deal? Uh, well, I mean, it was significant for the plot because I think the plot has been kind of, you know, kind of meandering along and there hasn't been a lot that's been going on. I mean, you know, the crew, they got caught in a cave and we had to go through. I mean, that was just long. I mean, getting everybody through the cave and then having uh, Carol have claustrophobia or whatever and all that. And then but although it was the first time that um, Daryl actually had, uh, you know, a long piece of dialogue that that, you know, when he was talking to Carol. So. You know, kind of leads to the fact that he has to be the the leading man now and actually Ugh. has to talk. That was me throwing um, up in my mouth, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it was kind of shocking. I was like, oh, they actually gave him dialogue. That's great. Um, but this but yeah, episode this is, specifically. Yeah, but this is significant because I haven't read the comics and everything. And I and, and, and folks who have been following the show know that, you know, Negan, you know, somehow got out of his jail cell because it was unlocked. And then he, you know, went off in the woods and joined the Whispers and everything. And and then we had that really awkward, you know, episode where he's like naked with Alpha. And then they did the wide shot of their two naked bodies pressed together. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> why oh, would you off. scar us that way, man? Oh, because uh, and then but then all of a sudden, like close to the end of the episode, um, you know, he like, you know, I guess has gained her trust enough that takes her you know, to a cabin, making her think that he's captured her, you know, one of her daughters and just, you know, slice her head open or slice, slice her neck open. So she bleeds to death, like all over the place. And then, um, and then presents her head to Carol. And I did not see that happen. I did not see that coming. I mean, I, I, um, I heard, you know, Carol has had some dialogue where she said, you know, you know, have you ever wanted something so bad that you would just do anything to do it, you know, to get it? But um, it, it makes perfect sense, right? It makes perfect sense. that Well, it you makes know, me Carol, dislike Carol more, actually. Carol is – but, you know, Carol has – you know, she's she's done her own thing many times, you know, like, yes, you know, even back to prison but, where she, you know, Yeah, and she got people. kicked out of the group for that too, you remember? Right, right. Like my yeah, whole thing is Rick, like Carol learned no lesson. Yeah, but I'll, Rick is gone. Who's going to punish her now? She's in charge. She's, she's in not charge. in charge. That would be a difference. <laughs> if, if you're in charge, you take responsibility for the group. And you are, you, like, Daryl is trying to lead. He's trying to be the leader. Carol's not trying to be the leader whatsoever. She's just doing whatever the heck she wants to do. That's not the same thing as being the leader. Uh, and she's not taking any responsibility, She, you know, for for the rest of the people at all. She's just like, I want revenge for my son and I will do whatever it takes to get that revenge. And whether that means that she endangers everyone else, she does not care. That's not leadership. So I really despise Carol's character right now. Like, she is not a good person. And just because, you know, you get that scene at the end where uh, Negan gives Carol the head and you find out the whole thing was Carol's plan in the first place... Okay, but that's actually even worse, which means she didn't tell anybody anything. Uh, Negan almost got killed by um, Aaron. Thank you. Good Lord. You were not oh, helpful. Yeah. So Aaron ran into Negan and was ready to kill him because he didn't know the plan. Oh. Well, but yeah, but he was carrying somebody else. So yeah, but I mean, he had, but to... he had to retreat, but he intended to kill Negan. Well, 
Yeah, but I think that Negan Negan had his bat. Negan had Lucille. Lucille. So but, I don't but, think. But, that, like if I don't think this, that Aaron would have won that battle. I'm not saying that, but the whole thing is, if he's on a secret mission for Alexandria, you can't have the people from Alexandria trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Why? Why? And, and Aaron is on the council. You know what I mean? So like, why does Aaron and Gabriel, those guys, not know what's going on? Because Carol did not tell anybody because Carol is not a leader and Carol doesn't care about the rest of them. So thumbs down for Carol. This is part of the reason why I'm quitting the show because it makes me angry. Um, okay, that's all I have to say about that. And next week, though, Michonne is all Michonne episode 99% her episode. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing her exit from the show so that I no longer have to watch it. The end. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about 911. And this is Peter's show, so I always would like you to talk first, Peter. Now that we switched off of Lone Star, we're back on 911 original recipe. 911, Athena's ex is sick, but he's not going to do the treatment, right? Isn't that part of it? Yeah, he basically decides that instead of getting brain surgery for his tumor, that he's just going to live his life and it'll be fine. And I was like, I don't think that's true. I mean, uh, he doesn't even have a plan. He's just like, I'm just going to live my days. I'm not giving up, but I'm just going to live my days. And then, oh, and the big thing was Chimney's brother. brother right. Or he keeps saying half brother. Well, uh, he says brother by the end. Well, that's the point, the growth, yes. But he's like, you know, he's the cute, hot, like, 20-something, and he grew up with the dad that Chimney never really got to know. So there's a lot of resentment there. And it's a pretty good use of Chimney. I mean, I wouldn't say it's him being dark, but but he's angry. He's pretty like, selfish he, in that episode. Yeah, right. he's pretty, yeah. Chimney's pretty, like, affable and supportive. So it's interesting to see him dealing with things and, and you're right and being selfish and stuff like of course it works out at the end, but um um but i thought that was all pretty good um and you know it's you know i wondered because this is the first episode that they've returned after the sh- after producers made nine the lone star one they really in this episode they really seem to emphasize like the group that well, it's not the one two six. It's the one one four. What are they? One one eight. One one eight. But like, there's a moment where he says something like um, something about like someone being. Oh, they're like, oh, you know, if you come to someone's house, you know, you have to you have to bring something. He's like, ah, it's just him, you know, <laughs> because there's because they're so used to the notion that they're all like like one friends family. family, right? Right. So I was like, oh, this feels like they're leaning. They're even leaning into that more. Because that works so well with the Lone Star one. I, I, I mean, I, um, I hope you do realize these shows were sh- being shot simultaneously. So one, they did not actually stop shooting nine one one so that they could go shoot Lone Star and then come back. That's not how. Oh, that you're works. Right. right. I just well, then maybe it was just something they all thought because it just. I, it, I'm not saying that they didn't have a family vibe before, but I was just really aware of it. I was like, oh, they're all hanging out and everything. Like so, and then you know, when Chimney comes to. Um, the station and the brothers there and everything because he's like, oh, I came to see you, like just all that stuff. Um, yeah, it was but good. No, the brother storyline. I thought was the best part. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was an enjoyable. Yeah, it was a good premiere. Like I was like, oh, you know, and I like the show. So thumbs yeah. up for nine one one. I liked it more than Rookie this week. How about that? Okay, that's solid. 
All right, yeah. next up, we're going to talk about Better Call Saul. And this week's episode, we find out where the heck Mike has been. And we find out that Kim has lost her mind. So <laughs> since, Greg, you, you're the one that texted me frantically about Kim. And I was like, what? Because I haven't seen the episode yet. And so what did you think what, about Why would this? you say she lost her mind? Yeah, go well, ahead. Well, she's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's It's kind of one of those things where... You think that she she wants to be a good lawyer. She wants to help people. And so, you know, she's she's you know, she's supposed to be spending all her time with Mesa Verde, but then she wants to do this pro bono work and and she's doing all that and but now she's kind of and it's one thing, you know, you have this feeling that you don't want to screw over, you know, this this, you know, older gentleman who you know, you know, the big company is going to come in and take his land and take his house and that sort of thing. You know, it's one thing to, you know, you know, get Jimmy to help. And Jimmy did. I mean, he Craziness. pulled like every <laughs> idea possible every to trick delay the them doing the construction yeah. out of his hat. But then, you know, after it was all done, you know, I would think she would go, you know what? I gave it a good college try. I tried to, you know, help this guy. But, you know, when all of that didn't work and then. The Mesa Verde guy, you know, doubles down and says, no, I'm not going to let this guy chase me off the land. You know, I would think she would want to just, you know, let it go. But now she's going down the personal destruction route. And I'm just I just don't think it's going to end up good for her. When it's oh, all it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. But, Tom, go ahead. What were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, the problem is one of the, I mean, Kim is essentially a good person. And what Mesa Verde is, there's a difference between something being legal and it being ethical and just. Right. And what they're doing is not really ethical and just, especially when there's an alternative. It's probably even a better plan. The guy digs in just because he can. And right. that, I think when he did that, that's when she's like, oh, you know, screw it. Yeah, but the problem is with that, too, is when her boss realizes that she's lying and gives her a lifeline. And he's like, look, I'm going to take you off this case. I'm going to deal with it. And that way you don't have to deal. Because she could lose her license. And he realized that. And he was just like, you know, I'm going to separate you from this. And she confronted him in the hallway and made a big scene about how she didn't do this. And she didn't. And she insisted on being put back on the case. That's the point where I was like, what is wrong with you? Like she I still could have worked with she could have still worked with Jimmy and still won the case. She didn't have to be the lawyer on the case. It's it's pretty clear that she does not want to be there anymore. <laughs> Cuz it's the policy, you know, the politics of personal destruction. Right. So Well, there's a difference between wanting like, to quit that know, job and losing her law license. They'd have to prove it. True, and but I feel con- like considering that con- considering that Jimmy is a sociopath, love him, but he's a sociopath, and love Kim too, but she's willing to go on the dark side if she has to. You can't. Pr- I mean, this is the problem going on in the real world. You can't prove somebody's intent explicitly unless you record them saying it, <laughs> which right. is what happened, <laughs> which we've seen done. <laughs> but. Right. Um, it, it's it's obvious. I wouldn't say that she's lost her mind. I'm just saying that she's like, F you all, I'm over you. I'd rather do something I actually enjoy than work for a heartless, soulless corporation. All right. 
Uh, uh, let's so. talk about uh, Mike real quick. Let's talk about the Mike storyline, where he's stuck in the middle of nowhere, Mexico, and <laughs> he's trying to get home unsuccessfully. And finally, uh, Gus sho- shows up and tells him what's going on. So, what'd you get? What do you think of that? Thoughts? Gus is a is a chess master. <laughs> oh well, yes. And, and I don't so know what he, he wants. He, 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 he knows how to play. He's working all the. You know, obviously, we see what is ultimately going to happen to him when True. two. You know, when two adversaries team up to take him down. But man, it's just like and Mike is. You know, one of the things I like about this show is almost everybody works on the dark side somehow, except for freaking Howard. Howard is just such an. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and of, <laughs> and I love the actor because he plays that character so well. He's so smart. Face it, face it. These all these people, you know, we like them, but they make good choices. They make bad choices. They're held accountable for them, but we still are essentially in a lot of their corners. Right. And so, Mike fits the bill with that too. I don't want Mike to die on the side of a river. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, you're you're fast forwarding way way way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we're gonna talk about Brooklyn Nine Nine, and this is the episode where Peralta goes to Vegas with uh, Judy. So I my thing is when I was watching this episode, I was trying to figure out what the con was because Judy always cons him. So, what do you guys think of the episode? Did you figure out the con? I didn't. I didn't figure out the con, but I thought it was. I what I did like about the con was that it was not a con for Peralta. Usually, the whole thing is that Peralta thinks he can finally trust Judy, and then Judy screws him. Right. But in this, right. it really was that he did, that Judy was really needing to get rid because his fiance doesn't like his criminal friends. So it's like. He has to get rid of them, so he uses Peralta as being a cop to do it. So actually, I thought that was pretty good. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, which is great, because that's the whole thing about Judy, is that you rarely see his endgame coming. And I was right. looking for it, and yeah. I didn't quite see it. So I thought that was good. He was. He's always... I love him as a recurring character. I think okay. that um, their relationship... You know, it's kind of like buddy cop, only, you know, one of them's actually not a cop. Um, and I mean, and, and it's been done before, criminal and cop, whatever. But um, it's just so endearing. And the breaking out in like boy, you know, boy band songs. Oh, and like, <laughs> he was like, don't know, do this to me. <laughs> like, no, it, I mean, you know, it's it's just such a fun watch. And I mean, I, I, I mean, I, won't, I can't say much more than what you guys said. I think that um, I knew there was going to be a twist, but I definitely didn't guess it. Um, but I love that it wasn't like out of character. I mean, obviously we knew the twist was going to be in character, but what I mean is he, he used the con, you know, to, to help, you know, for a good reason, kind of a thing, you know? So, um, y- anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I should say more about the show cause I haven't seen that many shows on the, uh, this week, but I will say this. Um, I thought the episode was probably one of the strongest of the season, um, I love when they do like crazy hijinks. I love when um, I uh, I can't guess what's going on. I love that they threw back to his proposal to Amy because oh, right. that to me was like the ultimate, the that ultimate, was the best really, con. the 
best that con. The That's what I'm saying. Con, and yeah. they knew it. The writers knew it. So when I think they threw back to that, I was like, damn right that, you know, he know, he's good at cons, you know. <laughs> and so and, it, you know, it recalls a sweet memory. Um, so, yeah. So I think this week's episode is kind of what they do best. You know, the one liners, the in jokes, the references, all of it. I just I really it was well paced and. So to me, this was really one of the strongest episodes of the season, for sure. And I think, Tom, you said that you you stopped watching it and you have to get back on board. I set the season pass when we were talking pre-show. Well, you need okay. to go back so and here's watch what the I ones will you say. missed. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I will say this. It no, is a little bit of an uneven I, season. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, to prepare, prepare you, managing your expectations. It is a okay. little bit of an uneven it's a little bit of an uneven season for me, especially. I Maybe not for everyone else. I disagree. Yeah, I think like, it's fine. Like, like, like I just said, like, you know, that's what I'm saying for me. But there are enough gems in there, and this one especially, that, like, it's definitely, definitely worth watching. It's really, it's like, it's still what? a great show. Hey, I'm what really else like, are you going to do, man? Come on. I was going to say, what else is there? <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. We got to wrap this one up. We got to wrap this one up. Um, so we're saying definitely thumbs up for this week's episode. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about This Is Us, and I did not watch this week's episode, mainly because of how (laughs) negative Tom was last week, and I watched the preview, and I was like, meh, looks all right. But before Tom gets to crap all over it, I would like to have, uh, (laughs) Greg, what did you think of the episode? Um... Well, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I have to say that when I see, you know, this is us like recorded and I, and I, you know, it's one of those shows that I have to watch. I, I always, I always kind of save it for last because, you know, the emotional roller coaster that you have to do with this is us, you know, you, you're almost relieved when you get to the end of the episode and it hasn't made you completely bald, but <laughs> throwing Kate Brown had to pull out all the stops again when, you know, you go through this entire episode. I, I have to admit, the first part of the episode was kind of boring because they were just doing these what-if scenarios if uh, if Jack, you know, had not been killed and that sort of thing. And I was like, eh, eh. Um, but then when it finally got And we got two end, of them, not just one. Yeah, yeah, two of them. We had to go through two of them. It was almost like, you know, Groundhog Day or something. Um, but then you get to the end, and then, you know, he calls his mom... And then, you know, now, now, now Tom will talk about, you know, whether or not he, you know, likes this, but, but the fact that he just has this conversation with his mom about, look, you know, after dad died, I'm the one who stayed home. I'm the one that took care of you. I'm the one who didn't bring this up about you, you know, keeping me away from my biological father for all these years. Oh, because you no, already... he pulled that card? Yes. Yes, oh, he did. Wow. You're already, you know, hurting over Jack's death, but I really need you to do this for me, and that is to do the clinical trial. And, of course, and no. he's, he's crying, and then she's crying, and, of course, I'm just, uh, you know, a puddle uh, watching this. So uh, they did it to me again. <laughs> all right tom go ahead hit us meanwhile while greg is crying i am fuming <laughs> because i i have my my parents my father lived to be 87 my mother lived to be uh short of her 96 short of her 97th birthday you do not blackmail anybody you claim to love 
to do something you want them to do. That's not love, period. And they're still forgetting Miguel is her husband, and he gets to make medical decisions for her, and they just cut him out because it's convenient for the writers because this whole thing is being engineered so they can put Kevin against Randall, and we saw them come to fisticuffs in season one. This is the end of season four. We have regressed. So I will be deleting the season pass after the finale on Tuesday. Aww. Because I just hate the storyline and everything it stands well, for. And well, playing the thing the is, good their storylines does... And does I didn't sh- vote it against you when you obviously did. Yeah. Well, But, but he but, did tell yeah, her... But I can take a step back, though, and say, you know what, though? When it comes to taking care of parents, um, in lots of families, it sets sibling against sibling. And so, you know, they're but playing... But if there's a parent... If there's a spouse involved, dude, the husband, Miguel, gets to make next of kin decisions with his wife that is for her not the kids period that's the law i know they just they've never this is completely unrealistic they completely ignore this fact and that makes me angry because i mean it's it's her decision i mean she's she's not an invalid it's her decision to make and so that's correct but she would be leaning on her husband the kids don't get to it's it's not it's not reality at all. It's just, uh, and for people who've had aging parents and dealt with similar situations, they played this completely wrong. It's not real. It's not honest. It's manipulative. It's a lie. And yes, siblings will fight about stuff, but usually that's if both, that's if the other parent is already gone. You're really going to tell your father or your stepfather that you know better than them? Well, he's been doing that his whole life. All of them have been doing that. And part of that is the mother's fault for allowing that to happen. Because Well, Randall's got this superiority complex to begin with. Well, and I'm saying they've been doing that to Miguel forever. They've done that since they've been together. And she needed to have put her foot down and stopped it, and she didn't. And so they kept all of them do that to him. And Miguel needs to put his foot down and stop well, that's true it, and too. he hasn't. All of but those things I need just, to happen, I, and they've none of I them have done hate, that. I just hate this whole storyline, especially well, the I'm, things you could she do told like him last me. week in the New York. You could do in, like in, me, in, which is skip the episodes that have the storyline that you don't like, and then turn it back uh, on when it's on a different storyline, nah, which is what I plan nah, to do. <laughs> but the, um, the thing in New York is... When they were in, when they did the New York episode last week, she gave a very passionate reason, reason why she didn't want to do it. I know because that's nine months away from the rest of her family, including her newborn, physically impaired grandson. Randall's being a selfish kid. He is. We all agree to that. We all know this. That's not even a question. Ugh. All right, let's move on. I don't even know what to give that. That's something. You guys have given it a thing. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about... Shark shark jumping thumbs down. That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> next up, we're going to talk about Stumptown. And uh, uh, I don't even know why I'm still watching, man. Like, I'm kind of bored. With I still like now. the character. Here, here's the problem with this episode. It should have come way earlier in the season. Yes. yes so that's true. We're getting... We're getting backstory that would have been really nice to know. This, this is the first time we've really seen Benjamin Blackbird as a character yes. instead of as yep. this as this icon 
I, this dead icon. And for heaven's sake, where is Cameron Mannheim? Why are you know. benching one of Her the best the actors still, on the show? She's still getting a paycheck. Well, that means she. Well, 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 not necessarily. She has a guarantee. They did 18, 18 episodes, so she probably had like a thirteen out of eighteen or whatever guarantee. So, I think she'll be in the finale next week. But I, I didn't will, I dislike this fine. episode. I. I will be fine if the show doesn't come back. Honestly. Yeah. This is. I might have to agree. I think I enjoy the show more than Libya does, you know, but I have to so agree with Tom. You know, it just, it makes no sense that in the penultimate episode, they finally give us, you know, a little bit more. I mean, they, you know, they definitely showed it. Crucial backstory. Yeah, like, it's just, it's too late. And, um, you know, they, I've I've had an up and down with this show anyway. And I feel like there's good bones in there and there's solid acting and, you know, some, you know, good character stuff going on. But, you know, then they pivoted in this episode, I believe it was when the, when the cop and the, his Asian cop partner, I forgot her name. I hate to, you know, minimize her, but, um, (laughs) you know, the the hot Asian lady, you know, that's like, you mean the we saw hustlers and liked it too <laughs> yeah, oh, it yeah was. that's true that's that whole storyline that was definitely ripped out of hustlers that's true right totally so yeah exactly so i did not love that storyline at all and um but then they like do the pivot and they're like oh let's get these two together you know what i mean so no. well, I they've, was- they've, they've they've been they've been teasing that for a couple of weeks so yeah no, not, no, no. In, not in a I way that's they... been good like a good tease yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't it wasn't like a payoff i don't know if that's a good word to use in this term but um i i i just i didn't care like you're yeah not you're totally right i they 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 were telegraphing it and they were definitely dropping breadcrumbs but when it finally happened i was like meh you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, but yeah. So I, yeah I, <laughs> you you said like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's so, the hot black cop and the hot Asian chick. Yeah, yeah totally. But like, that doesn't mean they have chemistry. Before. They're pretty, but it doesn't mean they have chemistry. All right, let's move on. Yeah, so. Let's move on. Let's wrap this one up. Meh is my overall <laughs> feeling for Stumptown right now. I got uh, right to that. Uh, next okay. up, we're gonna talk about the magicians. And whoa, whoa, whoa. I am, I don't even know how they keep making these episodes so cool. I can't, I can't even describe it. We didn't even get the dark. Pulling that, Go ahead. They're pulling that out of the stops. <laughs> well, we didn't even get the Dark King oh. this week. We got. Well, no, you got the actor who played the Dark King, though, because he's the pig guy. Oh, is he? <laughs> he's really? the pig guy. I did not know that. I've told you before on this podcast. I don't remember that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? No, he's the, pi- the, he's pig the pig guy's guy. hilarious. <laughs> he is so funny. She's like, why was your head in the trash can? He was like, oh, somebody left a roast beef sandwich in here. Like, what? <laughs> 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 and then I love that bit when he was like, fine, I'm going to tell you the prophecy. The prophecy is that some people are going to do this and this and this. And she's like, that's totally our plan. <laughs> It's like we're the ones that caused the apocalypse that I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, wow. This episode was great. I mean, Penny, um, what did Penny was just like worrisome dad guy, which was weird. 
but I mm-hmm. it's still it was still on brand, still still Penny. I thought it was interesting they were trying to keep the the, the former ghost from being a perv in in human. Oh, <laughs> trying to explain to him what is pr- proper and what's what's not. appropriate and what's not. Yeah, so then he tried to turn himself back into a ghost, and I was like, that's not a solution. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Greg, your thoughts real quick. I hear you laughing in the background. Oh, um, yeah. um, So I guess, is this really the last season of the show? Yes. This is is the last last season. We're in the last stretch. Oh, man. Yeah, because they're saying, you know, they're, and so it kind of feels like, because it's starting to feel like a curtain call, right? So they brought back the actors who play, you know, um, the two gods with the horns. uh, Uh, um, Ember and Umber. Ember and Umber, yeah. Right. And uh, so so that was kind of that was a, a good callback. It seems like they're doing a lot of callbacks to like the first season and everything. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of feels like it's ending. And so um, and I like the whole, uh, uh, you know, the oh, it's the you know, it starts recounting the, like the religion of Fillory is like. And yes, and all the people were carried in a on a big in the pouch of a seahorse. I vaguely <laughs> feel like I remember that. Didn't they tell us that already, like, in season one or two? Like, I feel like I know that story. Or maybe I'm just thinking I know that story. I don't know. I'm going to go back and do a big magician rewatch after we're done anyway. So. Me too. All right. So, overall, man, Magicians was just, it was fantastic. Everything Oh, Marina. Nice Marina. Oh, right. (laughs) That That was was weird. That was so strange, yeah. (laughs) Her being Her being really nice and not wanting to lie. And I was was like, who are you? Like, what is happening? Um, But I didn't like Alice and them trying to be as evil as her. I didn't like that. I have to say. But I got why they did what they did. But I, I'm pretty sure this is all going to blow up in everyone's face. But like yeah, their plan Alice, Alice itself. never really had any controls over her behavior. Correct. Uh, but I mean, I like the bit where it's not Alice. It's the uh, girl who knows Fillory. She was like, does it feel like we're the bad guys here? Finn. Like, Finn, yeah. Finn. I like how she was just analyzing what they were doing. And she's like, I think we might be the villains. Like, I, I like that. Yep. I like that. That their plan is a terrible plan. And I feel like no one's like stopped. Just like stop what we're doing. Think about this. There has to be a solution that doesn't involve blowing up a planet. And I like that Finn was just like, if you guys were talking about blowing up Earth, you would have come up with another solution. Yep. Um, So they're not really putting a lot of effort. They was like, this is the first plan we thought of. Okay, let's do that. Go. All right. So thumbs up for Magicians. And we get the final musical episode this week. Yay! Yes. I love their musicals are so good. Yeah, they are. Uh, So, okay, so next up, we're going to talk about uh, Devs. And this is episode four? Four. Four? Um, Yep. This one was weird in that I liked the beginning and then I didn't like the end. Like, I like the beginning and where we're actually spending a lot of time with the programmers and seeing mm-hmm. who they are as people, and then the young guy Logan or something got fired, and, fired, and all of that was good. Like I liked all of that. What I didn't like was the storyline with Lily, still trying to pretend that she's crazy, paying off the cop. And I was like, I could see where this was going, like, and then doing crazy stuff. Right. <laughs> I saw where this was going from the moment yep. where she's sitting down with her ex boyfriend talking about well. 
this if we do it this way we're gonna get in trouble this way and if we do this then they're gonna get come and kill us and then you know she's working it all out and then she goes and does all the things that lead her to where she is and i was just like okay I don't know, man. I, I might be out. Like, that actually really annoyed me. I'm going to keep going because, A, I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, I'm paying on Hulu. And, um, I mean, I got Hulu. No, I'm paying, I, I mean, the season passed. I thought it was interesting, the, the stuff with the devs, with the the thing. With the, is it like this predictive viewer? Or have they given yeah, yeah, they can see. Yes. Yeah, it's a predictive one that lets you predict the future. But it also lets you see into the past. And I loved Logan's solution. It was pretty good. And then the fact that the boss was, or was it Forrest? It was like, no, you're fired. And let this be a lesson to everyone. And I liked that when Logan was like freaking out and was just like, what does this mean? My brain's not catching up. It's like, you mean I'm never coming here again? And I like his coworker was like, dude, just go. Just did you not hear what he uh-huh. said? He's like, go or you will be dead. <laughs> go you're young you're now a millionaire get out of here like all that was great oh what was the severance like 10 million dollars yeah it was 10 million dollars ungodly amount it's like just go buy your own island next to oprah's or something (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that was all pretty good so i like the beginning but yeah the end part lily just made like every mistake possible um, so I wasn't, I, I wanted her to be smart. And you know that, that ex-boyfriend's probably dead too. Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. When, He's dead. When security guy shows up at his house, it's like, Oh yeah, he's absolutely dead. But cause he knows what's going on and he can't have anybody corroborate her story and say mm-hmm. that she's not crazy. So whatever. It's all stupid. Like now I'm just kind of frustrated. Hopefully it gets smarter. All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about Star Trek Picard. Speaking of getting smarter, hmm, this is the penultimate episode, and it doesn't feel like it. Mm. Oh, it's part one of two, so. Yeah, it's the penultimate still of the finale. I mean, the stuff with Seven of Nine has been solid. All of that storyline has been very solid. And it was solid yeah. this week when they showed up to the cube that was crash landed and the rest of the board were trying to figure out how to put it all together and all of that. All that was great. And then when they go to the encampment and they meet all the androids, it was at first I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then why is there an evil one? Why is there one that wants <laughs> would, to destroy would, all of would, humanity? Would you say that the, she's evil per se? or you know, Well, she went and killed thinking, one of her I've own. I've been watching Westworld. <laughs> yes, I feel like, like she, yes, she she binge watched Westworld. She kills one of her own people, which means was... that she's yeah, she's a reincarnation of lore. If you're gonna have a kind of a reincarnation of data, why not lore? Yeah, so she's just like you know, she's was... just like no, I, I well one, there's not enough time. Like they didn't build this character up, they didn't set this all up. They just it's just it's happening too fast to right. feel yes. natural. And so that's my problem with it. Did anybody notice the costuming well, was reminiscent of the first season TNG episode Haven? Nah, the yeah. one where yeah, the, the one where Wesley yes, throws did. a ball I did. and gets in trouble. I absolutely but, did. But I'm like, why are these androids like half naked? <laughs> <laughs> Put some clothes on. Well, I think 
I think it was a conscious choice to make it seem very like very opposite of synth. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. they were kind. Of, it was a very obvious and not particularly. I mean, very not subtle attempt to be like, look, these people. You're afraid of them being not human, but look how in touch they are, and how loosey goosey and huggy wuggy, and you know what I mean? Like it was very you know, Greek Bacchanalian kind of whatever. So, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't care for the costumes. And, yeah, I totally recognize that from from that. But I, I do think it was a very conscious choice to kind of contrast that from the whole Android kind of thingy. I, I will I'll jump in and say, uh, Libya, I, I it's not that I don't agree with you or I see what you're saying, but it really is a matter of minding or not minding. I mean, to me, it was very much like a a reveal, you know, not stunt casting, not at all. I mean, obviously it's it's one of the characters we've been following the entire show. But for me, it's kind of supposed to be a surprise. I mean, they they directed it that way. You know, you see the back of her, you see like the face, you know, when, when people, I was like, oh, who is it going to be, you know? Um, and so, you, you know, I they played it that way for me. So obviously they wanted to hold back. They, I mean, to me, it didn't, it didn't bother me because I thought it was very, planned that way that you you know it was they were just going to drop it on you so i don't i didn't mind that at all i i want to say i can't i i really enjoyed the episode um but i didn't you know love it love it um but in general i think we we have been saying for the season has been uneven that's my favorite word apparently today um but uh i just i'll back you up by saying that i i did like a lot of the I, I love all the Borg stuff and oh gosh, there was something specific that happened in the show, but now I shouldn't even have brought it up because I can't remember what it was. Um, but there was something that, 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 you know, in the show and I was like, oh, this is like really, really, really good. But I don't, I don't feel that way about it. The whole episodes, like very rarely have I been like, this episode is perfect. It's spot on. It, it hit every note. There's usually like stuff I like about the episode, but not really amazing. So I, maybe they'll really wrap it up. I'm, I am very curious to see if they land the plane. So I mean, I'm wondering yeah. if it's going to have a cliffhanger since they know they, since they know they have, you know, season they've two. already gotten the second season pickup. That would be so mean and unfair. I would hate them for that. I really would. Well, did yeah. um, like I thought it was in. I thought it was interesting that basically.